Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard, here on Health Professional Radio. Thank you so much for joining us again. In this segment, we're going to have a conversation with Alexander Rodiger. He's joining us here as Global Lead Oncology Policy at Merck & Company and MSD. He's joining us here on Health Professional Radio to discuss the current disease burden of lung cancer and the current landscape for lung cancer screening programs around the world. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Alexander Rodiger, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for inviting me. Well, tell us just a bit about yourself and about your role at Merck at MSD. Sure, uh, with a pleasure. So I've been working now uh, for Merck for nearly 15 years. Maybe it's a little bit more. And uh, currently I'm leading global oncology policy. So that means uh, the team and I, we advocate for better and broader access to cancer care globally. We support evidence creation, and that's, I guess, uh, what we are talking today about. Um, such as the screening paper, which we presented just recently at the World Congress on Lung Cancer. Um, before that, I, I had different roles within Merck. I worked in Brussels, uh, uh, working with the EU institutions, but uh, I've also some track record with UNICEF and the health insurer. And the health insurer basically made it that I went into healthcare. It's my understanding that lung cancer is extremely prevalent worldwide. Is there an unmet need for screening and uh, for diagnosing lung cancer with it being basically everywhere? Indeed, lung cancer is um, one of the uh, largest um, killers in cancer. Um, the number of deaths alone in the U.S. is uh, 350 people a day die of lung cancer. So cancer, lung cancer, for example, is the, the most, uh, um, I would say, the deadliest cancer. Um, it's more than breast, prostate, and pancreatic cancers mm -hmm. combined, and uh, two times, 2.5 times more than colorectal cancer. So it's, it's significant. Um, and what we also have to know, cancer is the second leading cause of death. So in that context, lung cancer is really important and the need to do something in lung cancer is really important too. Well, obviously, catching lung cancer early would have a significant impact on the outcome for many of these patients. Yes, indeed. And uh, in particular, when it comes to lung cancer, here we face the problem that diagnosis is very often very late for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, what we know is that, for example, if you detect lung cancer early, uh, five out of 10 people will be alive five years after diagnosis. If you diagnose it late, it's only one out of 10. So that means early diagnosis leads to a 10 times higher five-year survival rate. Now, you did some research um, regarding why countries do or don't implement lung cancer screening programs. Uh, what did you what did you discover? What is the reason for this, uh, this gap in screening? Yes, so... I think the numbers tell us that um, um, early detection in lung cancer is still uh, a big issue and uh, that we need to improve in that context and in, in that area. Let me just go back one, make one step back. There has been a long debate about um, the, the evidence behind uh, lung cancer screening and whether it's cost effective. And uh, in recent years, we have just gotten more, gotten more data. So the so-called Nelson Lung Cancer Screening Trial reported that um, um, the, the screening alone could lead to a 20% reduction in lung cancer mortality uh, with the respective screening. So there is a lot of value of, again, of, of detecting uh, lung cancer early. When we look at uh, the countries implementing it, so taking this evidence and, and trying to, to do something for potential lung cancer patients, we discovered quite a mixed landscape. 
So there are some countries like Canada, Croatia, Japan, South Korea, and the U.S. who have formal programs in place. But there are other countries which are not supportive of lung cancer screening, for example, France and Switzerland. And some other countries are still trying, like Australia, Germany, and the U.K. So it's it's quite a... Um, a mixed, <laughs> mixed approach, I would say, to, to lung cancer screening for various reasons. What would you say, in your opinion, in your research, would be the, the main reason why a country would hesitate or be unable to implement an adequate program for screening such a prevalent disease? I believe one of the challenges is certainly the, the cost. So lung cancer screening is, is, is not uh, cheap. It's, it's intense in terms of um, machines you need to use, so for the low-dose CT, uh, CT scanning. And that means uh, you cannot just screen the whole population. You need to be selective. And identifying the right target population is, is one of the key challenges. So we looked at the different factors um, uh, which which led to, to the decision to introduce lung cancer screening, and one was really to, to demonstrate the local feasibility. And countries who have undertaken this, uh, they are also more likely to introduce it. Mm. The, the other thing is, is uh, you need to have um, a stakeholder consensus um, because many people are involved in lung cancer screening. On the one hand, it's patient advocacy groups who need to be um, uh, convinced and, and uh, also educate um, potential lung cancer patients. You need to have healthcare professionals who are also willing to 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 uh, refer a patient, and you need to have um, um, the, the infrastructure in place so that you can go for lung cancer screening and there, there are no hurdles for patients to, to go uh, to a screening. So this kind of stakeholder consensus is really important. The other things are evidence, of course, that the screening is, is uh, valuable, and sec- secondly, that it's cost-effective and uh, some some kind of a good uh, political decision-making. Mm, so, as with many other things, it's follow the money, because it, it would seem that in order to implement a program that could adequately screen the population would be cost-prohibitive throughout the world. Yeah, I think um, <clears throat> it's a question of design, and that's why, why we don't have, um, let's say, a, a worldwide implementation of lung cancer screening. The design also is, uh, so some countries, uh, the ones which are in the middle, so Australia, Germany, and the UK, actually they do what, what the ones which have implemented it, um, that they uh, conduct um, local or regional pilots. And this gives them the necessary data to implement it nationwide. And, and I believe this stepwise approach is, is probably the right one to go. It also gives you the opportunity to bring all the stakeholders on board um, because it is uh, so. It, it's not just one person who is in charge of screening. It's it's actually a little health system or an ecosystem uh, which needs to work together. Explain how Merck and MSD is supporting the lung cancer screening programs. I think the the study presented at the World Cancer or World Congress for Lung Cancer is is uh, one of the typical examples how we how we contribute um, to the discussion about um, the feasibility of lung cancer screening and how it could be done. So we provide, we, we collect and provide evidence to facilitate a discussion about earlier treatment or earlier diagnosis, I should say. And I think that's the, the main approach we take. Our, on the bottom line, our focus is, is and, and that's not only Merck's, but all stakeholders involved, uh, that we tackle cancer early. 
And screening is one option, and that's why we did this paper. We also work with uh, patient advocacy groups. I, I met quite I met quite a few of them at the at the congress itself, uh, where we also um, listen and and uh, and uh, support them if they. For example, what we heard is that we also should look into survivorship, and we now start thinking whether we can do something in supporting evidence with regard to survivorship, because if you have better treatments, and if you have better screening, there will be more patients uh, that survive, and you need to care about. So this kind of of evidence creation contributing to the discussion that's the the main approach we are taking, and we hope we we can advance then lung cancer treatment in the future and and reduce that's the overarching goal reduce mortality. Alexander, thank you so much for lending us your time this morning. It's been a pleasure speaking with you and appreciate the information. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host Neil Howard in conversation with Alexander Rodiger, Global Lead Oncology Policy at Merck & Company. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com health professional radio.